You're listening to Soul Work with Saab, where we believe your soul is worth the work. I'm hyped to have you tuned in with me today because we're going to confront this sneaky little thing. It's a four-letter word that doesn't get the proper attention it deserves, and yet it's robbing us of our real purpose. See, our quality of life, spiritually and otherwise, it rests on this thing right here. Let's go there today, fam. You ready? Let's work. Bam! Wagwan, how are you? And especially, how is your soul? See, we are all the way live in summer bonus season, and I hope you're enjoying it as much as I am. The goal with this bonus season is to talk strong, but not long, on topics that are relevant to us. Last week, we had to touch on outrage and unpack why it is that folk get so mad at somebody else's business. And the week before that, we tackled the uber-trendy deconstruction dilemma that's happening everywhere and showed that while it's common and okay to reevaluate what you believe, staying in the place of criticism, better yet, all criticism, no construction, it'll leave you empty and bitter. So rebuilding with Jesus, it's more than worth it. If you haven't checked out those episodes, I'd love to have you take a listen. As always, I'm super grateful for y'all for being with me as we journey on and journey through. Now, if you like the show, please share it with your homies, subscribe, and leave a review. It helps us to keep the show going and spread the news. Well, as for me, personal check-in, all is well here. We're in the thick of summer in lovely Florida, and the kids are yet, (laughs) I mean yet, holding on, amen? Now, speaking of kids, yo, for any seasoned parents listening, I need help. Here's my question. What age did you have the birds and bees talk with your kids? Because my oldest is almost 10 and I am fighting this thing tooth and nail. Okay, like I remember my mama having the convo with me when I was maybe eight or nine. It was super practical, but she made it plain where babies come from. Now it's my turn to do the actual talking. Mm -mm. Nope. No, I'm not in a rush. But at the same time, I refuse to have her education in this area be relinquished to her teachers, and I surely, goodness and mercy, do not. I mean, I do not want her to learn from her friends. Oh, help, Lord. As my nephew used to say when he was little, I don't want to. No, I do not want to. But yes, please, to my seasoned parents, when did you have the talk with your kids? If you got any tips on steering that combo, please send them my way, okay? Hit me up at San, S-A-H-N, Pope on IG or hello at soulworkwithsan.com. Please share your best answers, whatever you got. All wisdom is appreciated. Now, let's get right to this show before I get emotional that my baby, she's not a baby no more. Well, I think we've held on to this cliffhanger long enough. 
I'm not trying to do y'all like some infomercial or a wonky webinar, so I'll get straight to it. Some of you may have guessed what it was, but it's worth taking the time for this episode. See, the biggest threat to a fulfilled, satisfying, and purpose-driven life is not the devil. He's already defeated, so that's a wash. It's not our past or even current and future mistakes. Jesus, he's got that completely covered. Nah, boo. See, the thing that's keeping us from living a dope life we love, it's ease. Now, before you roll your eyes or log off, just just hear me out real quick. If we define ease as the absence of difficulty or effort, which is the literal textbook definition, then we can continue this convo knowing that the thing a hype and uber marketing world promises us and the thing many of us crave most, they are often one and the same. And to be clear, on this episode, I'm heavy on the we with this one, okay? Yes, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. But I have a feeling that I'm not the only one. So what I'm saying is we want what the market is selling, a lifestyle without much effort. The best businesses are the ones that make the transactions as frictionless as possible. Hence why buy now is such a big deal. What a time to be alive though, right? Like with just a few taps on the screen that can fit into our pocket, we can start our cars, start a relationship and start a business all in one. There's never been a better time to invite ease into our lives. Thanks to technology and the priorities of our current culture, we legit don't have to do anything we don't want to do. Think about it. The messages of ease, they bombard us every time we give attention to a screen. And they're all shouting the same thing. Do what feels right. Stay with who serves you. Hack your way to happiness. Take the shortcut. What you need stairs for. The elevator is there for a reason. And sometimes the lines of motivational affirmations, they get a little blurry too, don't they? Because we'll say stuff like pursue peace at all costs and says you just need to establish boundaries. And to be clear, those sentiments, that's facts on facts on facts. But when you're living in an already coddled culture, perhaps the execution of such antidotes, they end up leading people to the path of least resistance, the path of ease. So then is it really peace or are we practicing avoidance? Is that a real boundary or a slick, immature move masquerading as self-care? See, the problem of ease is the paradox it presents. I first heard this thought from James Clear, though I've since seen it credited to others. But he simply says this, if you make hard choices now, you'll live an easy life. But if you make easy choices now, you'll live a hard life. He goes further by sharing examples of how ease can cripple us in the future from an economic and even social and financial standpoint. So simply put, ease and more importantly, the love of it can have us out here a whole fool, blindly thinking we're doing great at this thing called life until it's too late. Now, y'all know I've said this before. Rue always calls me sister disclaimer, right? Well, here's a big one for you. I am not. Hear me, I'm not by any means saying that we should choose a hard life just for the kick of it or that we should shun all technology that makes our lives more efficient just to prove that we didn't give in to this ease demon. No, just just no, because that's not what I'm saying. But here is what I am saying. Think about all of your favorite champions in life. 
whether it be sports, business, or even local friends, family, neighbors. The most successful people you know, the ones you admire the most, they're the ones who personally normalized extraordinary effort to attain their goals. This meant sacrifice. It meant doing the parts of the job they don't enjoy as much. It meant putting down their phones, stepping away from the dessert plate, picking up their books, pens, or laptops, and getting to work. It meant having hard conversations and probably tons of tears. It meant doing it scared anyway. But these are not the parts we typically share in our highlight reel online, right? Like, now nah, we share the trophy, the game-winning shot, the check deposit into the account, the balcony view overlooking the city we're vacationing in. We share the wedding photos and the cute baby shower decor. And those shares, sometimes, they create a false reality of what it really means and what it really takes to live a fulfilled life. Now, I hear my heart on this one, fam. I'm not singling anybody out, and I'm certainly not against sharing the wins because those can be a huge source of encouragement and motivation for others. But if anything, I'm really trying to show how dangerous ease can be. And a part of that danger is its friendly allure. See, it's the enemy wrapped up as your very best friend. Ease is a liar and a thief because it promises you an instant, though dull, gratification while simultaneously robbing you of your future. Ease lulls us into procrastination because let's face it, those are some kissing cousins. And then don't get it twisted. At the same time, ease is haughty. Don't tell it it's not doing nothing. It's quick to reason with you why its presence is not only needed, but it's optimal for your well-being. In the short term, ease comes off as that annoying habit, you know, that toxic relationship. You know it's no good for you, but you convince that you can handle it, you can manage it. But what if we played that all the way through? 10, 15, 20 years of taking the shortcut and finding the easy way out? How has that formed you? What kind of friend is the homie who refuses to put in effort year after year after year? Well, I think I've made my case about why ease is so harmful. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw these three tips to overcome ease and I'm going to hop right out your way. I like summer bonus season. Come on now. Here's number one. Humility is the key. It doesn't sound like it at first, fam, but when you peel back the layers of Ease, and another word for it could be slothfulness. Standing tall is pride. Proverbs 21, 25, it says it like this. The desire of the sluggard kills him, for his hands refuse to labor. This type of person will only know the frustration of self-disappointment, but never taste accomplishment. Why? Because of the refusal to match their desire with effort. And that stubborn refusal is all pride. The answer to resisting ease is being humble enough to do the work you don't want to do. Because a proud person finds that kind of work beneath them. But a humble person acknowledges that while they may not like it, it's a part of the process for the results they do want. And so they do that with integrity and with excellence. Easier said than done, right? Well, that's why we got to go to number two. Take it to God. I think we underestimate how much prayer matters, even of the simple, what we may call little things. But because ease is such a spiritual corrosive, it's only right to take the love of it or the issue, the struggle of it to the only one who can really help. 
So active prayer, including journaling to God, memorizing scriptures, and even an honest grieving session with the Lord of what it really takes to be diligent in the first place. You know what I'm talking about? That God, I don't really want it, but I want you more. That kind of grieving prayer with God, all of that will lead you towards walking away from ease and into excellence. Don't be afraid, fam, to pray the hard but honest prayers. Because asking God for discipline while trusting that he's a good father who will guide you well into the satisfied life. Yeah, yeah, that's the move. And let's hit number three. Number three, lean into the rhythms. It was a mentor of mine who taught me a few years ago that every day has a cadence. I'll never forget that lesson. And it's a lesson I'm still learning. Diligence and discipline, they have a rhythm. There's a reason why most successful people ascribe their routine as a huge contributor to their achievements. So waking up early, moving the body, engaging the mind, quieting the soul, working on their craft, eating the right foods, drinking all the water, minding all the business and getting proper sleep and then doing it again and then again and then again. Days of racking up all those small wins It creates a rhythm of excellence. Over time, you'll fall in step with a work ethic that's making diligence second nature to you. It takes practice and intentional training for sure. But when we lean into the cadence and priorities of our days, the joy that comes with knowing that you did all you set out to do, that beats the fleeting distraction that ease brings every single time. Every time. Fam, I'm, I'm going to wrap up right here. I felt compelled to do an episode on this because more and more I'm seeing what ease is doing to us individually and collectively as a culture. It's past time we had this honest convo because at this table, there's never space for shame or judgment. So if you find that this is you, you find yourself falling into the easy way out every time, it's all good. There's hope. Now, to be clear, I'm all for technological advancements and I love innovation, but it's worth asking on a consistent basis, how is this forming us? How is all of this ease developing our character? How does this affect my relationships, both with myself and with those who I say I love? Because if all you pursue is ease, who will you become? A simple truth is that you can have growth or you can have comfort but you can't have both. Nothing, nothing worthwhile ever came from ease. Like legit nothing. Everything that we deem worthy, it comes with a price that can only be paid through our diligence and discomfort. To be real with you, this does not lead to a miserable life. I promise you, it doesn't, fam. These are the spiritual reps and sets that we've talked about in previous episodes. They're the faith-based acts that form us into being people who can find joy in uncertainties and know how to endure hardship. And here's the thing. If we're going to flourish in this life, if we hope to pass on our faith to our children and their children, we have to learn how to endure. And ease, it'll never be the path to endurance, but discipline will. Fam, that's all for me today. I would love to hear your thoughts on this one. 
Here's the question. Do you think society's love for ease is a problem for this current and next generation? Hit me up and let me know. That's at Sam Pope on IG and hello at soulworkwithsan.com. Those are the best ways to get in touch with me. Now remember, fam, you're only going to hear one of two statements on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. Love you. Talk soon. Thank you.